Hello, everybody. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Moving Spotlight Podcast. (laughs) This is the most exciting thing. I want to say on the airwaves, but I don't think we're on on the 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 interwebs. On the airwaves. That's fine. On the airwaves. Uh, My name is John Ruby. You should know by now. We're many episodes in. This is uh, my main man. Corbin Coyle. Hey, everyone. And Corbin and I are going skiing tomorrow, folks. We are. I'm teaching them, yeah, I'm teaching them how to ski. <laughs> First time on the hill. Yeah, <laughs> I'm excited I'm and a little stoked. nervous. I don't, I don't yes. know what to expect. <laughs> I, I don't know what to expect. I'm not a ski teacher. So this could be a disaster. There yeah. could be broken bones. <laughs> we'll see how this goes. Uh, but we're going to try to catch the end of the, the snow. So we'll see uh, see how that, how that goes. Corbin, that's not our fun topic, though. Our fun topic is, do you have a favorite tech gadget? Tech gadget. Interesting. Yeah, uh, yeah I've, I have a bunch of tech stuff. But I th- okay, I have two answers for you. The yeah. first thing I, I I'm thinking of is uh, AirPods. I like I just love my AirPods. It's super simple, and but they're expensive. I know, and it's, but it's I love not being connected and doing all that and can go on runs and stuff. But my yeah. favorite tech thing that I did is I built actually my own keyboard, which is cool. So I like Whoa, actually put it all look together, at that. picked all the keycaps, and I even got a little burger and fries. <laughs> so <laughs> just, I kind of uh, I'm really proud of it. It took uh, took some research and stuff, but it was really fun and. Um, I don't know. It comes with a That's, little bit of uh, issues every once in a while, but it's 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 really cool. And I built like the PCB, the little like metal thing on the bottom. Everything just kind of I picked myself, which was cool. That is that is awesome. And yeah, if you can't see it, like the the burger thing you're talking about, is like the key is shaped like a hamburger. And <laughs> yeah. the French, it's like really cool. It's like it's like three D. It's like it's like yeah. yeah. I have a little burger that's three D, a little fry that's three D, and then a little picture of that's me awesome. on the, one of the top keycaps. Oh, that's amazing! <laughs> it's just like a little cartoon drawing of me. Wait, maybe I maybe I I can't remember if I said told this or not, but at um at our rehearsal dinner when I got married, my my parents put my face and Annie's face on M and M's. You can get like photos oh, on there. Did what? I ever no, tell you this? Yeah, so our face on there. Yeah, and and so and so there were these little bags, you know. So everyone got them, you know. And then my I think it was my buddy Pete. He would call me and be like, "I'm eating your face. I'm eating your." I'm like Pete. So weird, dude. So weird. <laughs> just letting you know I'm eating your face. <laughs> just letting you know I'm eating your face on the M and M's. That was so funny. That's so so cool. on the key, that just reminds me of yeah. That was that was actually really fun until Pete made it weird. Um, <laughs> classic Pete. Um, classic Pete. But no, I love that. It, it's funny. I mean, yeah, I have I have lots of gadgets too, and many gadgets I bought and then like, okay, they, these are not working. But you know, I love my car. I have a Tesla, which I just love. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 but my wife just got a, a new car, and what's crazy about it, it's like a Kia Sportage, and she parked it, and then she pulled out like the key fob, mm-hmm. and on there, you can remote control the car forward and backward. Wait, wait. Which I've never seen. That's... Yeah. So so you get it in a spot and you're like, okay, I'm a little too close to the car in front of me. And she pulls out the key fob and, and you just like push this button and it just like backs up, backs up until you stop pushing it. And I'm like, you have like a remote control reel. <laughs> like so it does is cool. Isn't wait, that crazy? I so it just like straightens the wheel out and just like kind of go back and forward or like how does that work? I've seen it done once, so I'm not the expert. <laughs> but but she just she's like, I gotta make sure the wheels are straight. And then I oh. think it just can go forward or backward. But like I was like, well, does it have a sensor? Like if you're gonna keep like and she's like, I, I don't even know. I but guess it's your just eyes like, or your sensor. It's kinda your hit eyes it. are your sensor. But <laughs> yeah. how cool is that? The little key fob? like it's a remote control. Wow, that is so uh, cool. Just, I thought that was like a really what a fun my, my like, car has windshield wipers. Does that count? <laughs> <laughs> I will say my car does have 
the button for a heated steering wheel, which I was Ooh. like, I don't need this, but dude, it's luxury. It's you do that, <laughs> and you're like on a cold back. day, you're like, I, I, I feel like that's like now. heated floors and bathrooms. People always talk about like, yeah, I don't know if I need it, and then they get it, and then they never go oh, back. Yeah. Every house is just heated floors. Well, <laughs> I, I've been introduced. God, it's all this all sounds so fancy. I'm not that fancy, but because this is all stuff I never had like growing up. But I've been introduced like you know if you're traveling like American Express and some places have these lounges. Mm. This is all through my wife. She's so fancy, but they have lounges <laughs> at the airport, which. I didn't know about so I'm always sitting with the common people which is where I belong <laughs> and then she's like we can get into this you know through my whatever mom's pass or something and I go in there I'm like what is this free food <laughs> like your so little nice. little like like yeah people like like they call you Mr. Like, Ruby <laughs> like, oh, yeah it's like it's like super fancy you know like it's like I'm like now I can't go back to like where where but I'm there all the time yeah. you know what I mean if I travel so I mean and I mean we miss not you John in the lounge, we miss in the you. regular no I'm in the regular area <laughs> that's that's the special treat so that's that's not a tech gadget but it's now when I'm at an airport I can't not think about the lounge I'd yeah. rather not know about it because I'm not in there very often so I think it's like once you know about these things you're like how does this exist it's yeah so crazy. that's I, I yeah I've, I've actually never really done it. I've, I've been in it like paid for like for one because you can do like a one day pass or whatever yes. they are and they're yeah. nice yeah they're definitely nice but i think it's it's yeah. it's just not worth it unless you do the whole subscription like the whole year yes. kind of thing because it's then yeah. you're just traveling a lot and you're in there and they yeah. you know everything's free yeah for sure i mean i do feel like a lot of stuff like gadgets and things it just it it's almost like it's kind of solving a comfort problem, mm -hmm. not like solving a big problem. You know what I mean? It's just like, <laughs> yeah. it's making things a little bit easier, you know? I mean, yeah, and yeah. It, it always, it always comes back to Wally, which is just like those people in those bubbles <laughs> yeah. drinking their that's big slurpee. That's what I'm a little worried about, yeah. That's, that's where we're headed with all of every, all this stuff. So. Um, well, I want to transition from the, the lazy people in Wally <laughs> to someone who is super, super hardworking, mm. ambitious, smart, uh, I've known her for for a long time, and I'm so glad she's coming on the on the show. Uh, she's an actress, entrepreneur, and creator. Let's welcome Asia Ray Coleman to the show. Asia Ray, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's so good to be here. And by oh. the way, I'm trying to become more lazy. In my life. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Well, watch Wally. Um, Asia Ray, not to put you on the spot, any any fun gadgets you can think of like that, or are you a lounge? Are you a lounge person? Do you, you, I bet you like the lounge, don't you? If you can get, I'm a lounge there. person. I, yeah. I, I just got an Amex specifically for that benefit. It's like, I, I need That's the Platinum Amex for the travel benefit. Exactly. Um, yeah, because I can't always get into them. And when I don't, I miss them. Mm -hmm. I can be snacking right now. <laughs> yeah, I can be snacking right now. And relaxing with good Wi-Fi. You know? <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So, but gadgets, gosh, as I was listening to you guys talk, I was like, my gadget game needs to be improved. <laughs> Seriously, I need a remote control car. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a huge nerd and I still use like a TI-84 graphing calculator. Like, wow. like mm -hmm. you know, I, I do not need the power of a graphing calculator at all, but I really like having like a non-phone calculator to work with. Yeah. So oh, weird. I bet nobody will say that. No, no one will. And I love it because it's so, it's so out, it's back in. You know what I mean? It like went full cycle. It went full cycle, yeah. you know? Yeah. Wow. That's like corduroy or something. Mm -hmm. uh, that is awesome. Well, Asia Ray, I want to I want to jump right in and and one of the things that I know you are you know besides being an actress is like you are really great you work with actors all the time and I'm just curious yeah. kind of this um uh what do you how do you, how do you help actors what do you, what do you do with actors I'm kind of you know I want to yeah, hear sure so I think you know I would I would call myself a career coach okay and I really incorporate um kind of spiritual and energetic practices into like the more practical 
uh, you know, do things practices of developing a career as an actor. Mm -hmm. I think that both sides are really important. And I think that I work with a lot of people who tend to be really type A, really hard workers, like willing to do all the things and have just completely burned themselves out mm -hmm. and still aren't where they want to be. Mm -hmm. So we're looking at different ways to nurture ourselves, to um, kind of develop our ability to attract what we want. Mm -hmm. um, I have a program called Step Into Your Star Power. That's a 21-day program that really focuses on embodying the kind of artist that you want to be and really calling that in rather than mm -hmm. feeling like we need to do, 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 do all the time. Mm -hmm. And I have a membership called The Table that's really a career coaching and lifestyle program. You know, like what's the what's the kind of life that you want to live as an actor, right? Mm -hmm. It's not all about the grind. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, mm -hmm. one of the things that I always tell people who are starting out is don't wait to do the things that you want to do as a human, right? It yeah. might take a while to develop your acting career and that's actually fine if you can enjoy the journey, right? Mm -hmm. So don't delay having kids. Don't delay, you know, living in the place that you want to live. Don't delay taking vacations and spending time with your family. Yeah. Well, what are you waiting for? This is our life. So how yeah. do we make this life a really enjoyable one? Hashtag lounge life, right? We're back to that. <laughs> no, uh, no, but you're, <laughs> but 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 I think you're I think you're 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 definitely right, and I think that is something that is very important. And I feel like it's this strange thing where I do feel like you have to kind of be obsessed. You really do, like to get really good, like if, you know, like it's there's certain times where you have to be obsessed, but then there, you also have to like you know, and it's not always an equal balance, but there you have to balance it with what you're saying, where you know if you go you know, five years, I never want to leave, let's say LA, because I don't want to miss an audition. It's like, well, you're not kind of recharging that battery and, exactly. and you can, you know, burn out. You're not going to have the longevity that, that it takes for, for a lot of people. Yeah. And I think it's because of that obsess obsessiveness that it's so crucial that we have this other piece, right? I think right. they go hand in hand, yeah. right? You can't be a crazy obsessive person and not take care of yourself because you're not going to last very long, yeah. right? So yeah, I think you can have both in a way. <laughs> so I have kind of a it's kind of, it's kind of a two two part. Stick with me here, Corbin. Um, <laughs> one is um, Asia Ray. What would you say? What would you say to like someone who's kind of like just about to move to L.A. or New York or just moved here? And then what about someone who kind of feels like they've plateaued? You know what I mean? I know these are big, but I just kind of want to see like because I feel like those are kind of different. Not that it's problems, but they're you know those are the kind of the, the I guess the people that kind of are in are in this town a lot of times. So what yes. what what do you think? You know? Yeah, yeah, that's great. Um, you know, okay, so we'll start with the people who have just kind of gotten here, right? Mm -hmm. I think that one of the priorities should be creating, like nurturing a network, right? Mm -hmm. A network, whether it's in person or virtual or both, of people who you feel like really support you, really like buy in with you to your goals, right? Like your cheerleading team, mm -hmm. because we don't all have that, right? Some of us are coming from places where, our families don't really support what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And I happen to have a family who is very supportive, but a lot of my clients, right? They're like going against the grain. Mm -hmm. They're leaving other careers and doing this one, taking huge pay cuts to do this, right? Mm -hmm. And so it doesn't, it's not always like super logical. And so to have, uh, to have a community that really like can see the vision with you and support you on that, I think is really, really helpful. Mm -hmm. um, and then I would also say, like go for what you want to do. There's really no path, right? At, you know, I'm I'm a career coach and I see because we want to make it simple, I think some of us career coaches can fall into um, this idea of like, well, this is how you do it. You're going to start by getting a commercial agent. 
And then you're going to book some commercials. You'll make some money that way. Then you can start doing daytime TV. And then you can transition to episodic TV, you know, mm-hmm. prime time. And, th- you know, it's like, what? No. Like, <laughs> you want to do independent film? Then start creating those relationships. Start going mm-hmm. to film festivals. St- you know, create a target list of people who are doing things in that space. Like, you know, there's really, yeah. every actor has a different path and yours will look differently than anyone else. And, and it's fine. Do you, rec- um, do you recommend people have some sort of like, I don't know, schedule or something, something to be able to get them to start to write those things down? Like, cause I, that kind of seems to be a lot of the, the stopping point for, I think for a lot of people is like, it's become such a big problem. So like, how do you find to like, yeah, how do you eat an, uh, an elephant? It's one bite at a time. Like, how do you get to that point? Or like, what do you, cause our industry is so random with how you get to the, wherever you want to go. Um, yes. yeah. How do you recommend like people start getting those little bites? Yeah. hundred percent Corbin. So, um, I, in the table, we have a success path. And there are like five stages of the success path. And as actors move along the success path, they tackle little pieces of the elephant, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So like in stage one, stage one is ownership. So we're really taking complete ownership of like our goals and what we wanna do. So one of the things that we do is we set power hours, right? Like dedicated time in your schedule Mm -hmm. to work toward the business side of your career. Like Mm. um, one thing is making sure that you're in an acting class where you're Mm. continuing to develop your craft. One thing is making sure that you have a stillness practice so that you connect into the source of your inspiration and have that time to really like nurture yourself, recharge. Um, One thing is that target list, right? Mm. Like who are the first people that you want to develop these connections with? And then you start reaching out. So, so, you know, there are systems. I just mean that these they all look different for different people. Mm-hmm. My stillness practice might be hanging out in Runyon Canyon mm-hmm. three times a week. Yours might mm-hmm. be transcendental meditation, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's all customizable. There is a there is a structure that I love, but I also love that it's so customizable because I think that as artists, we're all so different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. What about, I love that kind of, and then what about for kind of someone who's maybe feel like yes. they've been here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just to kind of jump into that. Yeah, yeah. So for the people who've been here for a while, I think oftentimes the problem can be like uh, regaining a sense of momentum, right? Mm-hmm. Like um, a sense of inspiration. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times a break is necessary. <laughs> mm. A lot of times like giving yourself permission to actually step away for a couple of weeks, like actually take a break. How about you yeah. book out with your agent and your manager, yeah. right? Like yeah. take a little trip, go home for a minute, right? Like reconnect, do the artist's way for yep. 12 weeks, you yep. know? Yep. Um, I think that that's really helpful. And uh, really reconnecting with what you really want. So one of the things that we do in the soul, uh, in the Star Power program is like a soul inquiry process where I can say, you know what, are the things that I'm working on right now or the things that I'm working toward really what I want. Yeah. One of the things I realized was that I was, um, I was really going after television because it felt like an easier thing when I really wanted to do film, mm-hmm. right? Like the lifestyle that I want. Um, mm-hmm. I, I love that idea of like the project based dive in for four months, like, you know, work on something and then, and then release it out into the world. Mm-hmm. That really resonates with me but somehow that felt a little more challenging to me. So um, I think it's crucial to, yeah, take that break to to recharge and to get inspired. And then also kind of like refocus based on what you want, not what you've been told over the last 20 years or, you know, what your acting teacher said. Um, 
And then finally, I feel like there's this disease of comparison going on, Mm -hmm. right? Like when you see other people in your acting class doing this and you're like, oh, I'm not there yet. Or, you know, um, or whatever. So maybe, I mean, in my case, a lot of people who I started out with have quit. And I'm like, wow, okay, like they're doing real estate, they're doing this over here, they're, you know, um, and so it can feel kind of lonely. So in a way, it's having that beginner's mindset and being willing to go back to those foundational structures as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. You talked about kind of like looking into your, you know, soul and kind of what you want to do. What if like someone like your, you know, Corbin, whose soul is dead? What do you do? On? It's just how do you, how do you, how do you, it's just, it's not even there. It's just, it's just an empty man. Uh, no, that's not my question. I was joking. Um, what about, uh, um, Adrian, what about people that aren't in LA or New York? I'm sure you probably, I mean, I think that's kind of a neat thing, you know, with my teaching. Yeah. I got people all over the country, which is, which I just love, you know, yeah. and it's such a cool thing, you know, to, to have someone in Baltimore who just like, just did their first, you know, independent film and they're excited about acting. And, you mm-hmm. know, what about when you're dealing with people in, in other markets or Chicago or, you know, Atlanta, wherever, you know. And I love this. I feel like this is one of the gifts of the pandemic, mm-hmm. like you know, people in that community in different countries, even mm-hmm. a lot of Canadians, we have a lot of people in London. And, you know, I think the world is so much smaller there's so much um, capacity for us to collaborate across um, across regions, across markets. And I feel like there's so much creation going on in all of these places. So I think that all of the um, all of the techniques and the structures that we talk about in the major markets, right in New York, LA, even Atlanta, completely apply in the smaller markets. And I think some of these actors um, are in the place where they're starting their career, in the market where they live or near where they live and they're looking to move. And some of these actors are just looking to create creative empires where they are. And both mm-hmm. of those are great, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think it's just uh, really being willing to create relationships in the market where you are and being open to collaborating and starting to create relationships in the places where you want to be. Um, mm-hmm. I'll give you an example. I have a client who uh, was in Texas a couple of years ago. Um, started out by getting an agent there and actually signed with a commercial agent here before she moved here, here in LA. And so you can create that foundation before you even move to a place because everything's happening via Zoom. We're doing agent meetings via Zoom, right? Mm -hmm. We're connecting with people on social media from anywhere, right? (laughs) And so it's just, it's it's nice how, how virtual we all are doing things now in that way. Have you seen like a common trait amongst people that like for being leaders of their own life? Cause I think that takes a certain sort of responsibility to be able to send those Instagram messages and not do it in a certain way. Like, is there something that could be learned, I guess? Yes, mm-hmm. for sure. For sure. I think the common trait that I see is just um, being willing to be a seeker and to try new things. Mm, yeah. I don't think anybody really feels comfortable with it in the beginning. And a full disclosure, I don't feel comfortable with it now. It's still <laughs> something that takes a little bit of like, okay, whew, like this is nerve-wracking. I'm going to do a little bit of emotional freedom technique, like tapping, to like soothe my nervous system before I send out all of these, you know, LinkedIn messages or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like it's still something. I just, I co-produced a, a film last summer and we did a fundraising campaign and it was like, all right, Asia Ray, like you, you've done this before, but 
Mm -hmm. We need to take care of ourselves through this process because this this mess is scary. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So like being willing to kind of face the fear and do it anyway, but being willing to learn things that make it easier on yourself as well. Like having that community to, to touch base with having templates and, you know, like investing in those things so that you don't feel like you're making stuff up as you go along. You know, you have something that, you know, has worked in the past. Yeah. I think yeah. people think others have this superpower. They're like, I'm never nervous. And it's, it's like, no, everybody's super nervous, <laughs> like all the time. Been so nervous all the time. All the time. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just all the time. Nonstop. <laughs> Could, and be that's why we have Could be to your diet. Could be your diet. Sounds like I think you need to look yeah. into that. Um, <laughs> that's not normal. <laughs> I'm not a doctor, but uh, I played one. No. Um, so, do you find uh, Asia Ray? Are people? I think you know. I was just thinking about this uh, a couple of days ago. I feel like the the two things you you I hear over and over is. Um, I want a better agent or manager, and I want more auditions. Right, those two yep. things. Yep. Uh, do you find that comes up a lot? Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like these are the things I want to teach people, and these are the things they want to learn. So I have to like teach that, and then we get to the good stuff. I oh, see. interesting. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I mean, those are it because from the outside, that looks like all we need, mm -hmm. right? Like it's until you get into it that you realize that there's so much more to this, but right. I do think that that's a great place to start because, you know, once you have that partnership, um, you know, if you're ready for it, I, I also, I personally believe that it's easier to get work than it is to get a decent agent without having any work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so um, I like to encourage my clients to create relationships that will end up in direct offers or offers of auditions beyond having, you know, without having an agent or a manager, mm -hmm. you know. And so that's a good thing to start in parallel with an agent search. Um, but I have a program called Agent Alchemy that's all about, you know, it's basically 44 days of a process completely outlined to get an agent because it's just nice to have a framework, you know? Um, and yeah, getting more auditions. I'm like, don't you want to book more work? Do you want to be auditioning? <laughs> you yes, just yes. want to work more. I right? just want to so, do it. the work without getting the job. That's all I want. <laughs> Agent yeah. Alchemy, that sounds cool. Yeah, um, learning about agents and magic. Um, <laughs> so I, I was just curious, uh, Asia, I just wanted to touch on, because we met through a mutual friend, Anthony. I remember he was, um, you know, uh, a fan of, and I think you are, of Dallas Travers. Uh, yeah. You just want to touch on, on on her and what kind of what she does if people aren't familiar. I mean, I just, you know. Yeah, so, totally. Yeah. So Dallas Travers used to be a career coach for actors. And mm -hmm. She helped me start my business back when my business was centered around helping actors find casting director workshops. And oh, yeah, please. Yes, please. Sorry, I didn't want to interrupt. Yeah. The, the, can you tell what that was? I love that idea. I was telling Corbin that he's like, that's a, that was great. Yeah. So tell yeah, us what that was. Yeah, it was great. Yes. So there used to be like 45 workshop studios in Los Angeles that hosted these classes with casting directors. And it was kind of insane because you would look and say, okay, I want to meet um, Jimmy Castro, who cast like Grey's Anatomy at the time, right? So I could meet Jamie Castro for like $50 over at Actors Key or like $220 over at Act Now, right? And it's like, what? This is nuts. Like, it's <laughs> like the wild, wild west. Like anything was, anything was fair game. Yeah. And so, um, so my site aggregated all of it so that actors could just search the casting director, find all the places, compare prices, you know, read reviews of the studio and the casting director. Um, the interesting thing about that business is start, you're talking about fear. 
um, when I founded it, I did it under an alias. I was like hiding behind this like oh, I, I other name and yeah. character yeah. because I was terrified that casting directors would be pissed at me <laughs> right? You know, for creating something that would allow them to be reviewed. Mm -hmm. um, the good news is that there were very few negative reviews on the platform, like mm -hmm. very few. Mm -hmm. Most of it was like raving and... Um, and the real outcome of it was just that the prices came down because casting studios, mm. workshop studios had to compete with each other. That's, it's really interesting, Asia, and the two you made. So when I first moved to LA, like Act Now, like I kind of, like, I think workshops can be great, but they kind of roped me in where they're like, you're going to do a 16 week course with this <laughs> you know, And I'm just like, and how much? I'm like, I guess I have to do this for 60. I don't know, you know? So you're like, you're, so yeah, so you get like roped in. It was never 60 weeks, but it was long. I was like, okay, you know, but you did it because I didn't really know. And then what's what's interesting is what you said. And then I became a reader at Actors Key. And ah. Actors Key, I thought was 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 really, I thought they, you know, I thought there was a, it was a really good place. They had and, that nailed. Yeah. They, they had, had it nailed down. And they saw a lot of, and, and what's interesting at Actors Key when you were a reader is you started to build up credit and so i was like i mean i i get to read with casting directors which was great so i got to know them yep. uh and and agents um uh which was being a reader was how i got uh my agent who i still have nick mm -hmm. um but 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 also you built up credits and then actors key had some problems and went bankrupt and had all this credit asia and all this credit i oh, hadn't no. used i was like oh, how many sick. people had that credit I yeah. i'm sure a lot. I was just, oh, yeah. no. so yeah. but i think that was a great that showed your because i remember that that showed your entrepreneurial spirit because that was something that was like needed um, that just wasn't yeah. around. You know? And you know, I think uh, a lot of my clients are starting businesses because it's a nice way to kind of supplement your income as an actor with something that you actually enjoy doing. Mm -hmm. There are some traps and we can talk about that if you want, but, <laughs> but I do think that it's a good thing to do in general. But I, I started it because I needed it myself, right? Mm -hmm. Like I was using workshops as a tool. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed them and I wanted to, and, and I think that's kind of a key, right? It's yeah. like, can you actually see yourself using this? Well, look at um, uh, uh, We Audition, you mm -hmm. know? I mean, I think that's that's yeah. another great one that's Fair. like, well, makes so much, yeah, makes so much sense, you know? And just like, just like yeah, that's something that, that people want to use and like, what a great need mm -hmm. to, to fill. When I was a session director, Asia, and, and running commercials and stuff like that, uh, Michael Antonacci, started a Facebook page for session directors that were actors so we could get each other covered because we would we we would do that which was great you had that option mm -hmm. but you had to like text like 10 people and it was and so and so he created that page and it was like this is like genius, genius. and it was so simple but like it was so helpful yeah. um and it just you know someone had to step up and and do it and and so you know appreciate yeah. people that that think like that so okay so you you were doing that and then and then Dallas was kind of kind of helping mentor with that. I'm just going curious about yep, that. She helped yeah. mentor with that. And now, yeah. so she has stopped coaching actors okay. and now she coaches coaches. <laughs> nice. Very meta. Yeah. Oh, and uh, so I still, I'm part of her um, community of coaches. Yeah. She has a membership. Yeah. And so who, she's who, really kind of just been who, my mentor. Who coaches her? Who coaches her? That's <laughs> a big question. We all have coaches. It's just, coaches. Okay. it's <laughs> me. It's me, you guys. And Corbin is coached by Barack Obama. So then we hit the top. We hit the ultimate. No, but Barack's coached by by Oprah. So <laughs> Oprah's coached by God. Oprah's coached by that's it. Oprah literally is a little right handed guy. Like they're like right up there on the mountain. On the mountain. Oh jeez. Um well that, well that's oh, I, I love hearing all this and I and I and I think you're right. You know, one of the kind of questions or thought I had was um, 
what are good side hustles for actors? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think that's always a challenge, and it's it's, it's a good question because you know, and I, like you said, maybe starting a business or something can be one. You know, the, the big thing is you got to be able to pay your bills, yep. and you got to be able to have some flexibility. Hopefully, especially if you're starting to get auditions and stuff, and then you also have to have the energy. That's, that's the a- thing. You know what I mean? I I found when I was doing long days of casting, which which I enjoyed, but like at the end of the day, I was just that's it you know yeah right totally any thoughts on like kind of side hustles i know you kind of mentioned the business i don't know just kind of throwing that out there yeah i think businesses are good i think that um yeah again it's so different for different people yeah i think it really is so different people's energy is drained by different things right like if i was a bartender I could probably earn a lot of money, but I would have no energy, mm-hmm. right? Like I would just be dead standing up for that long and like doing all the things and it's very physical and what, you know, whatever. Um, so I think there's kind of like this special mix for each person, right? So I think we need to think about, you know, what kinds of things do you enjoy, right? Like what kinds of things are you really good at? Like kind of just effortlessly good at, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, one of the things I did before I was earning enough money as an actor and in my business um, was I was a tutor for the SAT and the ACT. So it's kind of a, like a high hourly rate, which was good. You know, I went to Harvard and got great, great SAT scores. So that was good. Right. Mm-hmm. But I didn't, it wasn't like a business. I worked for a tutoring company, so I didn't have to find students. I didn't yeah. have to do all that stuff so that yeah. I could focus on my acting and the business that I was growing. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you have to be careful about that too, right? Like there are people who are new parents. I wouldn't recommend starting a business and growing your acting career while you have an infant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have to think about like what the amount of time that we have and kind of like what our lives look like. And um, yeah. Uh, Asia, you're so right. 2015, I, I, we had my son and I produced my movie Solver that I acted in in New York. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like I birthed two babies that year. It was, yes. and, and I mean, I, my wife, but it was, it's a lot. It was a lot. Yes, so yeah, exactly. you're, you're totally right. Yeah. 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 One of my clients has a VOIP business. Um, you know, it's just, the, the span is so weird. Um, so many different things, you know, like I think people think like, oh, I need to be like an Uber driver or a waiter or a bartender or, you know, one of my clients has a babysitting business. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like, um, yeah. So think about what you love. Like, what do people, what do people kind of get from you without paying you for? Mm-hmm. Right. Like, mm. um, lots of people become coaches because of this because they're so good at giving relationship advice or they're good at helping other people with their social media. And so they're, you know, they start social media marketing companies or whatever. Yeah. Oh, okay. So this is a fun one. Corbin and I were, were chatting about when we were doing our research. Asia Ray, do you think people should that are in the business should be date people outside the business or in the business? <laughs> well, I've done both. <laughs> <laughs> My current fiance is outside the business. Okay, gotcha. Um, oh, congratulations. That's exciting. Well, thank you. Yeah. I think there are pros and cons to both. Yeah. I like outside the business personally okay. okay um because i like to i mean i just i'm a gemini and i like variety and so i i just like to not have to always talk about the business mm-hmm. like, i like having like a window into his you know yep. business as well he's a scientist yeah um and he works for an entertainment company but you know so he also kind of understands the business mm-hmm. i think that's the key whether they're inside or outside they need to be able to empathize with mm-hmm. what we go through as actors and kind of understand like the things that they might be asked to do, like cancel a vacation at the last minute because you booked something or, you know, yes, like, 
yes. go to something by themselves because you're still on set or whatever, you know. That's true. Um, Is he yeah. ever a reader for you? That's the one. <laughs> Reluctantly. <laughs> Reluctantly. Yeah. I really try not to have that happen. Um, he has a very heavy French accent and he's always like talk, talking way too loud and like loud. the camera and I'm just like, okay, we're going to, yeah. Thank I, you. I love you. We won't do this yeah. again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have a friend of mine. I won't say her name, but her husband is, 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 a, is a writer and he's, he's, he's done some bigger stuff, but like, she's like, he can't be a reader with me, John. You can't be like, you need to read with me. Like he just, or when they try to direct you and you're like, Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Please don't. yeah. yeah. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't. Just stop. Um, well, I want to, I want to transition a little bit. So, Asia Ray, how lovely to acting, which is how lovely was it when we got to work together on two broke girls? I know. <laughs> it was so awesome. And, uh, and we, we saw each other at the audition and then I didn't know you booked it until we got there, right? Like, yes, that's exactly what a happened. Nice little surprise. Did you guys know each other before or did you meet or wow, I didn't, we I didn't did. realize we, that. Wow. We yeah. did. We knew each other, but then we bumped into each other at the audition, you know, it's like good luck, good luck, you know. See what happened, break a leg. And then we didn't know. And what you know, what's fun about a, a multicam, uh, Corbin, is like you're there for a while. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? You're there, you know, because they gotta do camera blocking and all these things. And it was so and we were like kind of Asia and I were partners on the scene. Yep. Um, which was really kind of fun. Oh, you know, fun. So we were like That's sitting so together. Fun. Wasn't it fun? Yeah, I think of you every time I get a residuals check. <laughs> oh my god! Yes, and I tell <laughs> and I tell people two broke girls pays the best residuals. Like I can like see a side and see like vindication, like, baby. Like, yeah. like two broke girls, like that thing just runs. Like that is like which surprises me. Which surprises yeah. me. Um, and and I always I always enjoy that. Adria, I don't know if you remember one of the rehearsals. I always laugh because I got a laugh. Do you remember this? And then they rewrote the joke for her. Do you remember this? <laughs> Like, tell me this is true. I or is this, or is this my own John Ruby, like no, being the hero? But because I, like, I feel like I got the laugh, and I was like, I didn't even think I was going to get a laugh. I was playing it very straight, and then they're like, the all the little writers got together, and they're like, okay, you know, we gotta, we gotta have, you know, one of the leads kind of win in a sense. They're like these cyclists, they're too funny. These cyclists are funny. That's what we were. That's right. We were cyclists. Yeah. But um, but what a cool, what a cool experience. So acting, how did that kind of, you know, I mean, obviously you got the career coaching, but acting did that come from uh when you were in school and college a little bit later the whole time where, where did that kind of grow so it started early and then i took a break for like 20 years and then came back to <laughs> classic so, yeah exactly i was in my fourth grade play well no sorry sorry it was the sixth grade play but somehow i found out about it as a fourth grader and i was like i have to be in this i have to do this i was the only fourth grader in the sixth grade play which was the whiz not the Wizard oh, of Oz. Yeah, the, oh, yeah, the Wiz. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and so that was my breakout role. And then I didn't act again until college. And it was only then just as a hobby. Um, I would do sketch comedy. I did A Raisin in the Sun um, mm. my junior year. And I really enjoyed it, but I had no consideration of doing this as a career. And then fast forward to like seven years after college, um, I had a random corporate job and I was just taking an acting class for fun. And my teacher was like, you're really good. Have you ever like considered doing this? And I knew I would, I, I knew I would regret it if I didn't try. So mm. I was like almost 30 and just quit my job once I got vested in my retirement plan. And, and I need to get an agent. I need to get audition. <laughs> <laughs> what do I do? Actors access, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. That's so it's, lovely. So, it's so nice when somebody it's sometimes all you need. It's like one person to believe in you. Like how you were saying, like find those, those networks, those people that are, yeah. 
that's nice so uh, i want to pivot a little bit to more acting stuff uh you were on scandal how was it working with on a shonda Rhimes show like so fun like this just yeah. drama it's <laughs> so good it was so fun and actually i had already done private practice which was another mm. of those mm-hmm. um and I, I feel like i did another one but maybe it was after scandal um but it was funny because when i booked scandal it was a mid-season replacement nobody knew what scandal was yet oh, wow wow so nobody knew you know now it's like the credit that people most recognize but then i was like i booked scandal and people were like what and i was like <laughs> Harry Washington's going to be on it. And they were like, okay, great. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So I was psyched, but it was a little low key. Mm -hmm. And then once it came out and like kind of blew up, it was really fun. It's really fun to have people be like, I saw you on Scandal. (laughs) I watched season one and there you were. Yeah. That's amazing. How was that audition process? Was it a bunch of callbacks or was it pretty, uh, yeah, just walk through forward you know i think i met actually jamie castro in a workshop oh, cool. and mm-hmm. she called me in a lot and so i knew that office really well and i think i went in once and booked it yeah mm, no yeah. big deal <laughs> that's awesome yeah yeah it was fun so um one of the but things i'm we... sorry to interrupt but that just yeah. goes to, like the value of relationships right mm, it's like yeah. which is what we talk about so much in my community right like mm. when people know you it's like they already trust you so they already know you can do this they're just calling you in to like chat with you and see how you like do it right Mm -hmm. like you've already booked the room and they just want to see if you're right for this particular role so Mm -hmm. i think the more that we can do that as actors and that's really that's our that's our job in addition to being really good actors yeah how how does that work with like like if you keep going to the same office are you like actively trying to like you know be kind just like the reception like like what are you trying to do when it comes to like try to network within that office without being too slimy you know what i mean yeah, <laughs> yeah. Totally. yeah. Being a complete yeah. weirdo yeah exactly yeah uh that's a really good question corbin i think um expressing gratitude for me is huge mm-hmm. you know? like just letting them know that you don't take for granted the fact that they're sending you these opportunities right so yeah. like for a lot of people i have their email address by now you know and it's just like a quick because sending in cell tapes usually so it's just like a quick separate email like thank you so much for sending that my way i hope you and your wife are doing well you know mm-hmm. and hope to see you soon yeah. it's, it's as simple as that yeah. you know yeah. no one ever thinks a thank you is weird yeah, right that's true. It's like if they do that's something going on with them and that's fine right <laughs> yeah um yeah i mean anthony used to bring like baked goods to people's offices oh yeah <laughs> i remember that yeah, he's like oh, a baker. Yeah. Um, he's good <laughs> yeah and yeah. he's so good and he loves to do that so yeah. So he does that. And I think the key is that it has to feel good to you. If you think thank you cards are weird, it's going to be weird when you send them because mm-hmm. they're going to feel that weird energy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. If you think it's like kissing up to somebody to bake them something and bring it, then please don't do that, right? Like do something that feels authentic to you. The other thing I think about that, I mean, I think most, it makes sense, but people sometimes like when they have an audition, maybe they're nervous or excited. But when I was on the casting side, there was times where like things were stressful and it was like not hangout time. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think having an awareness of that because sometimes there is hangout time. And so my point is like, if if they're receptive, then like, hey, hang out a little, like you don't have to like, sometimes you don't have to remove yourself before, like, you know, you, you can hang hang a little bit if, if, if you're feeling that receptive energy. But like, sometimes I think if we're, you know, an actor is nervous or they're excited mm-hmm. and either they want to keep talking or they just want to get out yeah. and kind of slow down just a little bit and say, oh, okay, like, Great. I see that they're like already on to the next person. I know that seems obvious, but things like that. All right, great. I'm just going to, you know, totally. It's not the time to like, you know, stick my head in and say, thank you. So, you know, like you have mm-hmm. to kind of, you got to kind of read, read the room, but that can be 
you know, the casting office or whatever, because sometimes I've just known where it's like crazy stressful. It's like, I don't even want to see good friends. I just got to get through it. Yes. And other times it's like, I've got some time, you know, Hey, you know, I, I thought this person there, John is like being present, mm -hmm. right? Like that's where like that, all the work going into it, like your stillness practice or whatever that really grounds you so yeah. that you can actually read the room, right? Like yeah. if you're so in your own, like crazy energy that yeah. you're just oblivious, you're just walking there like a storm. I mean, first of all, that's not very attractive. Like, who wants to work with that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. it's just, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a great point. <laughs> and, and that's why so often the things that we do to connect are outside of the audition, you know, outside of that little bucket because mm -hmm. it's like a separate interaction, right? Mm -hmm. like we are developing a relationship over here as well. It's not just reliant on our on the times that you audition me or mm -hmm. whatever yeah. the other thing and this is for actors just always any casters would be like how's your dog whether they have a dog or not just <laughs> always ask that this is like that's good advice right there corbin that just say how's advice. your day just say how's your dog and if they're like i don't have a dog or whatever. but just throw that out there folks just yeah. ask them like this the dog always sweetens people up, you know <laughs> then they think about that uh don't take that advice um uh Adria, before we get to kind of our final our final part i did have a question on your website it said like i think recovering like workaholic or overworker or something like that mm -hmm. but i guess my a lot of people kind of have the opposite end of the spectrum, which is like, how do they stay motivated? And I'm just curious, um, not the balance, but how you how you stay, you know, how you kind of stay on track, what you do to kind of like help or or or, or advise people on like, okay, it's a Wednesday, like, what am I going to do? How do I like, you know, what? How do you kind of help keep them um, motivated or or working? Yeah, that's a great question, John. Um, for me, ritual is really helpful. Um, so we have a, a weekly planning ritual in our community where and I used to say I would do this on Sunday nights, never happened. So on Monday morning, <laughs> I take 15 minutes to just determine like, what are my priorities for this week? Right? Like mm -hmm. what needs to get done? What does my calendar look like? Like, oh, this week I'm recording a podcast with Corbin and John, right? Like yeah. what are like mm -hmm. the things that are on this ca the calendar? Is it a vacation week? Like what's happening? Um, where do I want to slot in my workouts? Like, you know, what, mm -hmm. what are my priorities? Um, where do I have time to like rehearse the scene that I'm working on in class? Mm -hmm. You know, like if I want to start agent alchemy, like where's that, where's that time going to go? Mm -hmm. So really like setting no more than three priorities for a week and looking at the calendar and figuring out where that's going to go. Mm -hmm. um, another thing that I really recommend scheduling wise is always having an audition buffer, like always leaving some free space on a calendar for a self tape to come in, right? Like, mm -hmm. I don't know about you guys, but I've had times where a request comes in and you're like, shoot, like, I don't have time for it. <laughs> yeah. You're like, mm -hmm. oh, yeah. out and it's due tomorrow. Like, how are they doing this to me? Like, that's yeah. not the energy that we want to have yeah. when we get no. an opportunity, right? <laughs> so it's like, of course, it's not going to come in at exactly the time that you actually have for it. Mm -hmm. You can always move something else into that time. So just like having space for like what's important, um, I think it's really helpful. And so if we can like get into habits that are helpful, like that weekly planning ritual, you know, or like um, also I think it's helpful to just have have someone who is looking out for you, like a coach, mm -hmm. right? Like. I am in some communities where I have a coach, I have a career coach, I have a business coach. Um, 
so that you have that touch point to kind of check in with. You have that outside accountability, mm-hmm. right? Like some of us are very internally motivated, not me. Some of us need to answer to somebody else mm-hmm. and that's totally fine. You know, like another structure would be like having, a, having an accountability partner. Our friend Anthony mm-hmm. is my accountability partner for like seven years. I, I remember that. Each other yeah, in the yeah. morning. Like we're complete nerds, yeah. right? Like, every morning. <laughs> 7.30. No, you are. Because you know what's interesting, Adrian? That 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 group kind of started with myself and Drew. Do you know Drew Roy and Anthony? We had oh, yeah. an accountability group. Yeah, we met like twice. So you were <laughs> much better. You guys did seven years. You guys did seven years. So that's great. That's great. So I know yeah, who to so, blame for all of our... Yeah. 100%. 100%. But, but I, I love that. I, I think an accountability partner. And, and I love that idea of ritual. It, it's also this idea, I think, of little picture, big picture. We kind of have to be balancing both because I like what you had to say about, you know, what are my kind of big priorities this week? But then we're also trying to get through the day-to-day of like a self-tape comes up or Mm -hmm. I got to work or I got to get coverage or I got to do this, you know, I got to blah, blah, blah. So I got to find a reader. So I think it is like kind of trying to take, you know, you got to do this, the little picture, you know, the micro and the macro. And and sometimes we get so caught up in the little stuff, you know, or too overwhelmed by the big stuff. And so, you know, trying to find that balance for you, um, for each person. I think is so important, you know? Totally. Yeah. That's great. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we've got a fun part where we end um, each episode, uh, Asia It's called Your Best, Best Bad, Bad Acting. Acting. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to send you a, a quote. And, and Corbin went way back for this. Corbin found a good one from way back. It's a fun quote. It's not that long. You can put your own fun spin on it. So the idea is if you want to do a voice, get <clears throat> an accent, if you want to do it, comedy drop. The poise is just to have fun and we might give you a redirect, but it's it's not to um, like try to perform it well. <laughs> okay, got it. Okay. <laughs> okay. What is this from? <laughs> this is from uh, 1931 Dracula. Dracula, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. Old. Yeah, good question, good question. Not everybody asks that. Okay. Listen to them. <laughs> Children, the music they make. <laughs> oh. Why did I get? Uh, who's the thing we're looking for? The ring in Lord of the Rings. So oh, that's, uh, I got Smeagol. a lot of Shmi. I got a lot of Shmi. <laughs> a little Borat in the middle, like yeah. I, yeah. Was, I was like, um, Borat Schmeagel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, great. Corbin, did you have a um, an idea? I have a weird one. I kind of want to see yeah. you as like a puppet master. Like you're like you're playing with your puppets cool. and like you're just let this, you're talking to them. Whatever that means to you. Okay. Let's see. to them so it's another night what music they make <laughs> God, your hands up your hands up are so great that's exactly so what funny. i want <laughs> i don't know where this is coming from but i want to see you do it as like a a nun a proper nun Ooh, yeah <laughs> okay <clears throat> listen to them <laughs> children of the night what music they make <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was really good. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Oh my gosh. Great job. Really fun. So oh my Thanks, guys. Yes. That, was that was awesome. That was well, random, but fun. this was <laughs> lovely and I'm glad. I love that we started off with such a fun deep dive. And you know, Asia Ray, I really re- respect 
your work ethic and what you're doing and the, and you know the content you're putting out. Oh, I wanted to put where can people find you? Um, I wanted to just say that where can people find like um, uh, follow you or, or yes. check out your stuff? So follow me on Instagram at Acting Resource Guru or Asia Ray Coleman. Um, okay. More about my career and the website is ActingResourceGuru.com. Yeah, that's Thank awesome. You. Well, good luck with everything. Obviously, we are big fans, mm -hmm. and we're excited, and we're so happy that you're here, and you Thank know, you. so much, so much knowledge to share, and such a, I'm sure you're such a great mentor. So I love, love that you're doing that. So thank, thank you. you for it's being been here. a huge pleasure, and I love your podcast, and would love to have you on as guests for the table at some point yeah. if you're open to that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, we cool. definitely, uh, we definitely would. I'll get you in touch with my agent. All right, uh, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. We can do that. My check. speaking agent. Yeah. <laughs> my, speaking, my speaking agent. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, thank you so much. Have a have a great day and thank lovely you. Uh, having you here. Thanks, Adrian. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to the Moon Spotlight Podcast.